Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. Brainwaves. Hear the world differently. Tune in to 3CR Community Radio Wednesdays at 5pm for Brainwaves, Melbourne's drive-time radio show, giving voice to people with mental illness. One in five have a mental illness, but five in five can enjoy this great program featuring heartwarming stories, great information and some laughs as well. Find us at 3CR, 8.55 on your AM dial. Sponsored by Mental Illness Fellowship of Victoria. Good afternoon, everyone. Uh, welcome to another exciting episode of Brainwaves. Today in the studio we have uh, team members Kate and Kathy, and they'll be talking with Jackie about her personal experience of bipolar 2 disorder. So welcome all. Thanks, Mark. Thanks, Mark. Thanks. Welcome, Jackie. Good to have you here. Thank you. It's great to be here. So, Jackie, um, you have a diagnosis of bipolar 2. Could you explain to us what bipolar is? Uh Bipolar is a many and varied uh, disorder. Um, there's bipolar 1 and bipolar 2. Um, just to get them out of the way, the bipolar 1s are the um, people who have uh, mainly highs and not uh, really great highs, kind of destructive highs, uh, very irritable, compulsive thoughts etc and they may have some depression um, but they may have no depression which I was really um, surprised about because uh, I have uh, bipolar 2 which is uh, uh, highs and and depression Um, the suicide the depression can be suicidal Um, the Highs. I only started uh, getting about 15 years ago, um, and uh, for me, they are a great fun part of life. <laughs> they're the uh, they're, they're the um, they're the um, when one sometimes I'm just. Uh, dreaming and thinking when will a high come and it comes and I think wow life is great again um but it it is hard as well because uh uh high uh for me is like about three or four hours sleep um and uh usually very uh fast talking fast thoughts, confused thoughts. Um, If I can get uh, serious, I can get some stuff done. Uh, In the state of depression, um, usually you can get... I don't know if you can swear on this radio... Oh, look, I think we can let you have a little bit of... (laughs) Okay, well, you can get fuck all done and when you're depressed. (laughs) Um, Just uh, exist and... uh, spend very little money which uh which i count as a um a a good point um yeah so i think that's uh 
There are other types of um, bipolar, and uh, I won't go into the... Um, there are ones that are rapid cycling, which go like um, like my highs go, say, three months, and depressions go for six months. But rapid cycling can go within days or days or weeks. So I have friends who have, you know, you got to get them on the day because the next day, you know, they may be in a different state of mind. Um, and uh, there are more, but um, I can't think of them just at the moment. Okay, so, so Jackie, um, I think you would agree that different forms of bipolar are highly unique and vary with the individual? Yes, definitely. And um, could you tell us a little bit more about, could you paint a picture for us of what a high is so that our listeners have an idea of, of what it is to have a high? Uh, to have a high is um, to be able to um, interact with uh, people. When you're like, because my only experience is uh, highs and depression. So I don't have like what most more, most people have is this kind of normal state of mind. So I don't have that. So on a high, I can interact with people. And people think I'm normal, and I sort of pretend I'm normal. Uh, like, you know, don't tell them I've woken up at three in the morning. Um, but, um, uh, and looking around things, uh, uh, it's like this um, uh, film that I saw um, that. Um, it's just like things are. Uh, it's hard. It's hard talking about a high when I'm depressed right at the moment. I just <laughs> okay. want to let you know. But um, that's kind of ironic. Yes, it is. Um, it's, but I lo- I've written it down so I know. I love it. In I love experiencing things. I love life. I love you know people. Um, do you have enhanced cognitive processing and are your actions sped up? Uh, yes, I do have enhanced cognitive um, uh, functions. and um, But the problem is on a high, your actions uh, or your... Um, Actions and uh, are sped up, but you're trying to do two things at once, so you you end up like not getting anything done. Right. You're almost tripping over yourself. Yes, yeah. that's right. Yeah. yeah, my partner complains about that. Um, <laughs> that like, why didn't you do that one thing I asked you to do today? Um, oh, but I did fifty thousand other other things. And have you experienced psychosis as part of your illness? Uh, no, I haven't experienced psychosis, which um, makes me in the 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 lucky group. Um, I um, I have uh, I have been uh, suicidal at at times with the depression, and have uh, called various organisations, usually in the middle of the night, but. Um, 
I had a brother that um, uh, did commit suicide and I don't know if that affects it at all, but I just know within myself that I would never um, uh, commit suicide. I was or would always seek help from from someone. That's terrific to hear. Um, and Jackie, what is it like um, living with you? So, what, what, what? How has your partner been supportive, and and what is his attitude towards your bipolar? Uh, my partner's been very supportive, but it must be hell to live with me, um, especially because um, just even little things that uh, you know, I file things, you know, in a you know, this week in that container, the, the other week in the other container. And um, I, you know, I, I just change, my thought patterns just change around a lot. And uh, when I'm depressed, um, you know, not much at all gets done. You know, I'm barely able to walk the dog. Um and you were saying that one high is not necessarily like another high and the depression can vary in depth and intensity too. Yes, yes. And I, I'm I'm thinking now with this um depression that started um uh, sort of a sort of about a month ago that um uh having things um that I have to get out for rather than just um, consoling myself at home um, uh, would be m- much, much better. Um, so um, I'll look into that um, because uh, I certainly feel uh, far better today coming um, into into town mm. and being on radio um, sure. than sitting at home on the couch. And you had a big 50th and your partner... I really supported you in um, reaching out to people from your from your recent and past past. Um, and um, how does he feel about your how does he feel about your bipolar now? Oh well, he uh, with the fiftieth, uh, it was just fantastic because I hadn't seen because I suffer anxiety as well. I hadn't kept in touch with a lot of people and a lot of people um, my age have uh, kids and they're busy and they're full-time working so um, I just haven't contacted um, them so having them the 50th was great to um, uh, to have you know I think only two of the people uh, uh on the invitation list uh, didn't come so it was like 75 people like in house in our house fantastic what was the other half of the question that's what depression does to you as well yeah i was wondering about what peter's attitude is currently um peter peter is 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 um he's always um he I suppose he re- he would think he's expressed to me more recently that um, he'd hoped that I would have got more management of the um, the illness, um, and um, I I do have to agree with him, except that a lot of the 
medications, as he knows, uh, don't work with me. So um, I'm on a strange set of um, medications and really um, just dealing with the symptoms. Oh, and um, you mentioned you had anxiety. Did that come um, as a result of your um, bipolar? Uh, no, I think I was born with that. Um, I have, have a memory, um, uh, I uh, fear even in primary school, and I remember we had uh, sleep time, as you did back in those days on the um, after lunch, where and um, then it was playtime after sleep time, and I had a habit and of. Um, uh, pretending I was still asleep so I didn't have to go out and and play, uh, mainly due to the social contact. So that must have been hard to just deal with, like, both your bipolar and your anxiety. Yeah. it, it it's I, I certainly think it's a, it's a lot, but um, I, um, my um, parents were always uh, supportive and they were um always uh we're all interested in academic things and so um that's why I did uh uh you know I think when my friends were reading uh, Dolly I think it was just first uh pol- published um I was reading New Scientist and uh so um uh I don't know if it still exists and uh and then I went on to do um, a science degree with a major in pharmacology um, and then an, an arts degree. Um, so uh, I always had, a, um, in common with my family, a, a love of the intellectual side of life. Right. You mentioned earlier, too, that uh, you had a real perfectionist element uh, to your to your presentation right from the get-go, which certainly would align with the pharmacology and the incredible achievements you've made uh, academically. So how, how does that sit with you these days? Uh, yeah, well, I think uh, the, the perfectionism, uh, I think, is... Uh, um, uh, I think it's... Uh, it's, it's uh, died a sad death, which is uh, <laughs> which is great because when I read the notes that I sent in to here, there were sentences that were um, unfinished and <laughs> punctuation not done. And yeah, and but they're, they're pretty good notes, Jackie. They're of a pretty high standard. It was just the editor and me kicking in and noticing the lack <laughs> oh, of no, punctuation. No. Well, I was actually happy that that was the because being a perfect a former perfectionist, um, <laughs> and perfectionism is is an overrated attribute. Let's be clear; it's it one is. that tends to deliver uh, not perfection but discomfort and uh, and dissatisfaction. But look, we'll just have a quick uh, breather now and go on to a community service announcement. Just bear with me a minute, and we'll go to that now. Is something worrying you? Need someone to talk to? Having trouble at work or at home? Call WIRE Women's Information on 1300 134 130, Monday to Friday, 9am to 5pm. Talk to a woman who cares. It's free and confidential Victoria-wide. 
You can talk to us about anything. You can also talk to us in your own language through our telephone interpreter service. So call WIRE on 1300 134 130 or visit wire.org.au. WIRE is a 3CR supporter. Welcome back to Brainwaves on 3CR 855 on your AM dial. Uh, today in the studio uh, we are talking with Jackie about her personal experience of bipolar 2 disorder. We'll, uh, we'll just move back into that conversation now. Welcome Jackie and thanks Kathy for interviewing with me. This is Kate. Um, Jackie, um, you have a pharmacology degree. Um, I think the audience would be fascinated to hear how that's assisted you in managing bipolar, both the highs and lows, and how that's worked um, with regards to working with your current psychiatrist. Okay, yeah. Well, my um, uh, current psychiatrist is uh, uh, one who only deals with, in inverted commas, uh, difficult patients, like ones who are uh, not that they can't get on with their other psychiatrists, but that they've got difficult uh, symptoms or... Uh, their treatments, uh, which in my case is the case. Um, so, uh, but what he he does do is a bit flippant in um, uh, giving out the scripts and uh, not really checking about um, the uh, the medication and the interactions and that sort of thing. So, um, uh, what I found was that uh, having a uh, good uh, good local uh, chemist who, who knows all of your medications and can t- they can alert you, as once they did in my case, that one is going to be, uh, you know, highly interactive with another and not good to take. Um, so it's that's great. And uh, also I find it... Um, I also... Also from the pharmacist, you should, um, if they don't give it to you, um, they, you should ask for it, is a information sheet on the medication that you're getting so that you know all, whether it's a, a long, um, it's a long acting or a short acting uh, medication, those type of things. And I often look up the... Um, medication on the um on the internet just to get a bit more information and also because I'm on quite a few just to get a bit of about the interactions um so Jackie um just before the show you mentioned you were on like eight different types of medications can you tell us how you sort of came about you know being on so many yeah um well I've always uh, uh, I, I've got the um, bipolar, which is um, it switches the medications between the high and the low, um, high and the depression. And then I also have um, pretty severe anxiety. Um, I have um, 
uh, also pretty severe uh, migraines, probably partially to do to being hypermobile. And uh, since birth, I've got uh, had restless legs uh, syndrome, which is um, something that they've in the last uh, 10 years uh, uh, released a medication for, which has uh, saved my life and um, my sleep because um, it, it kicks in when you're tired and um, your legs uh, kick. Um, so, yeah, there's quite a few different uh, medications around that. That must be kind of tricky to sort of manage, like, all those medications and it must have a lot of... you Like, just one sort of medication would give you, like, certain side effects. So just all the side effects from eight different types of medication would be quite sort of tr- complicated in a... It's a nightmare. the worst one is the one I have to take it's a short acting one and I have to take it uh, four times a day so it goes off on my phone and my partner says can you stop that buzzing thing on your phone and I say no I can't it tells me when to take my tablets so um, yeah that's that's the now I've got that sorted out on the phone um, if he agrees Um, it, it, but it is a lot of, um, uh, I have a big box of um, medications out of um, uh, out of uh, sight and then uh, I make up a dose set of, um, I have just morning and night of the other ones um, and I do that on a weekly basis. And, and Jackie, um, could you tell us... Um, if you have a family history of psychiatric illness in your family and how this impacted on your decision whether to have children or not? Uh, yes. Um, it's funny. There's a, a couple of brothers, I think, that had um, uh, depression, uh, but a uh, young brother... Um, uh had uh they didn't know uh what he had but they decided that uh they had uh, one with a lot and uh he ended up committing suicide in his early 20s um uh and when i met uh peter uh we uh, it usually goes on whether your parents uh have a um, a psychiatric illness as to whether you know it flows down that way but neither of my parents did but uh, on talk we went to a genetic counsellor which was a fantastic idea I recommend it to anyone and um, she um, she uh, drew me out about uh, about my uh, a particular grandmother who used to buy houses and uh, not like me who's bought a house. She used to buy houses, plural. Um, when and she was on a high? When she was on a high. And, uh, yes, had, uh, had been, but w- she didn't have the available medication that, that we did, but apparently she was quite severely... Um, when When I developed the bipolar with the... 
highs. Mum uh, was saddened and she said to me that I was exactly like her mother. Um, so um, we did decide... Uh, the genetic counsellor said if um <coughs> if uh if someone was available to come around and stay the night um because i was most likely to get uh postnatal uh depression which um i was uh very peeved at because i thought well i've got depression anyway so why not not get postnatal depression but apparently you're 80 to 90 percent chance of getting postnatal depression if you've had depression so um she she said you'll need help and and I said well we we don't have anyone that could drive around and stay um and so uh, in that case we decided to um uh not have a family of our own uh but I must say on a positive note that um uh we have such involvement with um my nephews and niece and uh peter's uh, nieces and nephew um that and i actually work for uh with my brother's nephew um now uh, a couple of afternoons a week so it's been really rewarding for me and um, Jackie, what sort of, um, I guess um, we'll be ending soon, but just the last question would be, um, what sort of stigma have you experienced with um, bipolar? Uh, basically, bipolar sounds a lot more trendy than depression. Um, so that's what um, I found, and also then anxiety. Um, so... Uh, and I used to feel I wanted to tell people that's what I had um, but seeing the look on their faces um, when I do now I just don't and just leave it and uh, I at a dinner party the other night um, when I was on a high no it wasn't the other night it was the other month um, so someone I said something about my bipolar and they she said I knew better from that <laughs> and I thought oh my god complete lack of insight and understanding exactly do you encounter that a lot and and do you brush it off and treat it with humor or how does it impact on you um you just have to brush it off but it does hurt Indeed. Look, on that note, uh, we're just about out of time. Uh, we'd just like to really thank you, Jackie, for uh, for sharing your experience with us and and our listeners. And uh, and thanks again to to Kathy and Kate for their thanks, Mark. Thanks, Mark. And all I did was twiddle the knobs and dials. <laughs> but uh, look, there's uh, there's something uh, we've got an announcement uh, to make uh, right now. Brainwaves are uh, recruiting new team members, so there's an opportunity if you're interested in radio. You, and if you want to be a voice for mental health, our Brainwaves program is looking for volunteers right now. Volunteers must have a lived experience of mental illness, be passionate about social justice issues, and want to raise awareness of mental health in the community. Uh, what you can do is email us, uh, email us at 
brainwaves at mifellowship.org. That's brainwaves at mifellowship.org. Uh, and uh, and contact uh, us, and there'll be a there'll be a pretty rigorous uh, process of, um, of of recruitment. But we're certainly keen to have you on board. Uh, so, uh, look, we're just about out of time, as I said. Uh, what we'll do? Uh, oh, look, I also should mention we've covered some pretty difficult uh, territory today. So, should anyone feel a need, here are some uh, helpful numbers that you can call. There's Lifeline on thirteen eleven fourteen, or the Suicide Line on thirteen hundred six five one. Two five one. Remember, you can listen to podcasts of our show at 3cr.org.au and iTunes. Send us feedback, thoughts, or just get in contact, especially if you have a story, suggestions, or a topic you'd like to share with us. Again, email us at brainwaves at mifellowship.org or post to brainwaves at 3CR, post office box 1277, Collingwood, Victoria, 3066. So thanks again for listening. Uh, Stay tuned now for Renegade Economists coming up next on 3CR. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.